Good morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you are listening to this. This is Ouch! My 30s, a podcast miniseries from Deval Culpepper, me, discussing what the fuck it is one does in their 30s, because no one prepared me for this. Uh, yeah, you know, I, sometimes I think I want to do this like topically, other times I think I just want to kind of meander, but one thing that I've just been thinking about is depression and anxiety. Now, whether you know me on a personal level or you just kind of stumbled across this podcast, I've been depressed since I was seven years old. And I don't mean that in like a, man, you know, I had a bad day. Like I've constantly had the most dark, morose feelings and thoughts in my head, both from childhood trauma and the experiences of an adult uh, that have kind of driven me into a corner emotionally and psychologically. Uh, And, you know, you make a tent... Well, I guess number one is how what you do to deal with it. Because on the one hand, like I remember talking to my friend when I owned this coffee shop like maybe 10 years ago. And he's like, I'm like, yeah, you know, I think I'm going to see like a therapist or a psychologist. Because I had just been like going through a lot of shit. Uh, I had been running this like failing business that was driving me crazy. Uh, this coffee shop with my buddy. Uh, and then like some girl that like dumped me, which, you know, in retrospect doesn't matter at all. Um, but at the time, you know, you're 23 and it's just like, this is the most important thing. Uh, but my friend told me when I told him I was going to go see a psychologist, he's just like, what are you going to see a psychologist for, man? You just tell me. And he got like really mad that I wasn't going to tell him my problems and I was going to go like seek professional help. Uh, and I understood what he was saying, but what I think people don't realize, whether being on the outside of it or in or, you know, being the person in the depression or anxiety, uh, is that you need that objectivity. Like you need just like a stranger to hear your bullshit. Because when we tell people our friend, tell people our problems, or when we tell people in our personal lives our problems, they're generally always going to respond to them through their prism, uh, like through their worldview. So you're always going to get sort of a specific, you're going you're to get their brand of what they would do in that situation. And they're not you. So, yes, I'm not saying never talk to your friends, but there is something to be said about going to a stranger or someone who's objective or, frankly, someone who's paid to give a fuck about you. Um, But that was, like, ten years ago, and I went once, cried horribly, and then, like, you know, because over a stupid fucking girl. Uh, No, she she was a cunt. Uh, (laughs) um, And then haven't sought, and then never sought help after that. Um... Fast forward 10 years later, and daddy's having a hard time. Now, uh, anxiety is something I never had a problem with. That's the interesting thing. Depression has always been with me. I've always cried myself to sleep and wanted to kill myself uh, violently in front of people to prove a point. But um, not hurt other people, just hurt myself. That's okay, right? Um, But anxiety is something that manifested itself physically in me um, about three years ago. Um, I, my job has been, and still kind of is, although I've kind of, the anxiety, frankly, has kind of pushed me away from it. Commercials, TV, acting, very stressful, very high stakes, uh, very, um, nerve wracking. And like through my twenties, I could just kind of breeze through it and it wasn't really a problem, but I turned 30 and actually what happened was that I ate like an entire weed brownie, weed cookie, um, my fucking roommate in LA. And I, well, no, it's not his fault at all. It's my fault. I was just like, I'm gonna eat this whole thing. Fuck it. And had like the worst experience of my entire life. Like I wanted to kill myself. I was like, I have to kill the body. The brain is fine. Kill the body. 
uh, or some madness like that. And I just like slowly wandered around the apartment in silence. Oh God, that was horrible. But that triggered physical panic attacks. I'd never had that ex- that physical tunnel vision feeling of death um, that isn't attributed to anything other than your psychological state uh, before. And ever since then, I just started having physical panic attacks. Um, so whether that was the weed cookie triggering it or this other stuff in my life, because at the time I was just bouncing back and forth like a ping pong ball between New York and L.A., driving cross country in old German cars, uh, which I'm sure had no effect on my mental state. Um, so yeah, I would go to auditions back in New York when I got back to New York and I'd be on the train and I just, I would have tunnel vision and like, I just couldn't, and like, you know, in New York city now the trains like stop randomly and they're like, uh, and you're just stuck in this metal tube with like 50 assholes, sometimes in the summer where it's hot, oh god, and I just couldn't handle that shit. So I and I, I couldn't go to auditions, you know, I couldn't take the goddamn L train to transfer to the 4 train to get up to 60 Madison to do my audition, ride a cramped elevator. It was a nightmare. And then I booked this big job. I was going to go to Serbia or uh Croatia, somewhere in Eastern Europe to do this commercial. And then I couldn't fly on planes. You know, like, I, I I couldn't wrap my mind around, like, sitting on a plane for, like, 12, 13, 16 hours, whatever the hell it was. So I had to quit that stuff. And this, it gradually continued and continued. Me being avoidant of the things that were triggering this panic, which generally was being kind of either claustrophobic or uh, somewhere cramped. Uh, so, yeah, that cost me a lot of money. And I never did anything about it, really. You know, I tried to... I don't know what I tried. I tried supplements. I do drink a lot. I had been drinking more. I think I drink a little less now. Uh, but looking at sort of the, the, the physiological aspects that contribute to anxiety, I had never considered how much drinking... I drank a lot. I, I was In those times, I was drinking a shit ton. Uh... And that depletes a lot of the stuff that can actually trigger anxiety, like magnesium. Uh, magnesium helps me sleep fantastically. That's a wonderful way to uh, go to sleep. But when you drink all the time, that gets depleted, and that can make you very anxious. And again, these are, there's so many other factors, but these are just the things that I have kind of learned. And the point is, three years ago, or three years later now, I get those panic things much, much less now. And I think I have a, sort of adjusted... Um, how much I drink and the supplements that I take to replenish, you know, the electrolytes and the things our body needs to properly function mentally. And that's what, ouch, my 30s is about. These little changes that otherwise you wouldn't really be informed of. You just kind of have to discover that you're like, oh, what the fuck? This don't work like that no more? I'm not just like a, a cauldron of liquor that can feel no consequence for it? Uh, which I'm sure many of you are like, uh, duh. But for a guy like me, uh, I thought I'd be bulletproof forever, and that is not the case. Uh, so yeah, now, so the, the anxiety for sure still exists. It's slightly less of a physical manifestation, although it definitely still... I have a lot of health anxiety, like every little ailment now. I'm like, what the fuck, am I dying? Uh, and then that thought pattern is a spiral that kind of compounds the issue that is probably a small one, but you're making it a bigger one out to be. And you lose your you lose your mind. Um, 
so then I've considered like, you know, medication. That's, that's sort of the big question with um, anxiety and depression. I can handle being depressed. Being depressed is okay. Like, I feel like I, I actually am quite creative when I'm sad and I'm generally in a despondent state. Uh, so guess I'll just accept that as my lot. But the anxiety is horrible. Anxiety, I think, is more debilitating than depression. Depression, you can't get out of bed. Anxiety, you're afraid to. Um, I think that's a good little slogan there, Duval. I like that. So, you know, I went to my doctor and I have a bag of just like, you know, that weird translucent orange uh, pill bottle uh, prescriptions from my doctor that I have over the years uh, been prescribed but never took. Like, I, I just, I have such a wariness of, you know, pharmaceuticals, which I think is a normal, healthy uh, apprehension to have of, you know, pharmaceutical anti-depression, anti-anxiety medications. And, uh, you know, I was prescribed citalopram, which is, uh, you know, the generic for Celexa, um, which is like an anti-anxiety and mild antidepressant or vice versa. I never took it. Um, eventually I was prescribed something called Buspirone, uh, which as I understand it is a lot less, um, heavy, a lot less, you know, intense. It's not like a benzo, benzo, benzos are the more addictive, um, or more habit forming and hard to wean off of, as I understand it. Antidepressants. And again, I'm not a doctor. This is just me regurgitating through, in layman's terms, what I've discovered from my own personal journey. Uh, so more and more, I've been considering taking the Buspirone just to sort of level me out because I cons- I generally exist in a near eternal state of panic and fear and loathing. Uh, but CBD, which you know is the you know the the buzzword of the day, apparently is derived or or uh, Bruce Buspirone is derived from something similar to what CBD is. So it's like I don't know. They're similar, from what I understand. Um, and I have tried CBD on and off. And Frank, I, it, it has helped a lot. Um, but again, it's very vague and it's hard to really know what it's doing. Um, and it, you really got to have CBD from a state that's legal. Like you need a tiny bit of THC to really activate or to have the effects I feel. Which for me, taking CBD is more for pain, uh, chronic pain and uh, depression and anxiety. So I don't know. I feel I'd like to try the uh, some of the form. I'd like to try them. You know, I went on a date with this girl in Boston who's like a therapist or whatever, and I asked her like, I'm like, I feel like if I take it, I'll 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 mutate and like my brain will never be the same again. And like similar to how I felt when I had that weed brownie. After that weed brownie, I I feel like that there's like before weed brownie and after weed brownie, and I had had weed brownies before, but um, that one triggered something. It uh it opened up the floodgate of, uh, of something. So I'm afraid of taking like a pharmaceutical that like, I'll just never go back to the way I was. Um, but again, I don't think that's rational. I think that's the anxiety and fear talking anyway. Um, ultimately like for me, what I've, what I've discovered in sort of just doing a lot of research, I've done a fuck ton of research and not taken much action. Um, therapy is huge. If you can get, if you can talk to a therapist and again, this is all the shit you always hear, but like it genuinely, here's two things my therapist told me. And I went like three times because I'm an idiot and I should have stayed and kept going. Um, he said two things to me. First, he's like, uh, do you, do you have like, you know, suicidal thoughts? I'm like, yeah, all the time. And we talked about that for a bit. 
And then he goes, uh, do you have any substance issues? I'm like, oh, I, I kind of tend to drink a lot. He's like, okay, do you, uh, do, do you drink and drive? I was like, oh, no, never. I, I, I could, I'd never drink and drive. Like, that's, that's just too much unacceptable to me. That's too much of a risk. Uh, you know, I have, I have shit to do. Not being able to drive would ruin me. He's like, okay, so let me, let me just uh, unpack this and try to understand what you're saying. Uh, killing yourself is an option, but drinking and driving is not. And I was like, son of a bitch. This guy's good. He is good. This guy is good. Ha, ha, ha. This guy right here. Look at me. Um, so, yeah, again, it, it goes back to putting shit in perspective. And I think that's all really a therapist is. I think we underestimate uh, how limiting our own thought processes can be how in our own heads we actually are and to have someone else kind of like throw back at you that's not a personal friend who has their own perspective on things just someone else who's like hey man that's between you and me here's what i'm hearing uh it's uh yeah so i, I think for me that's that's been the biggest benefit of seeing someone like that and i i think i will return to doing that I don't know, man. It's just like I've got all this shit going on, and I feel like I could just turn some of it off for a bit. Because I know what I need to do, and you know what you need to do. I need to stop sitting all the fucking time. You know, being a goddamn writer is horrible for, like, body health, just sitting and driving everywhere. i got to get back into a place where I can walk a lot, a city, preferably. Uh, i got to go to yoga or Pilates. i got to exercise. I exercise a couple times a week, you know, go to the gym, go to Planet Fitness, you know, 15 on the elliptical, do some rows, stretch a little, that's it. That's not a workout. That's just, whatever, that's a standard. That's like what you would do throughout the course of a day, uh, just like if, if I had a real job. Um, so yeah, I, I can see what that world looks like. I know what that vision is of just like, like... Pilates, which is, you know, again, that's a whole nother conversation, but Pilates is the truth. People were just, I thought, like an ignorant guy, I was just like, man, fuck Pilates, man, what am I, what am I, huh? But it was invented by a dude for, like, bedridden soldiers in World War One. That's gangster. I know, it's still pretty fucking fruity, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> I'm still doing it. The women are hot there, and it's a great workout. Fantastic for the core, which is uh, both physically and mentally what we all need to be working on. Uh, but in order to get to that place where it's like, I'm not freaking out about like moving or starting a new life or going somewhere and like getting all these things in order, launching, so to speak, once again, because I'm just tired of like, I've just launched so many times, I've traveled and like thought I was going to live somewhere so many times drifting across the country in my old stupid cars. I'm tired. And that tired is also like a fear, because now I'm like, it's just not as easy. It's, it's a little less easy than it used to be. You know, when I was 27, I could just Alex Mack, you know, into a jar and like ship myself to, you know, Denver and be like, okay, I'm here. And then that's that Alex Mack sound effect. Sound effect. Uh, yeah, now it's just a little bit like, ah, my fucking shoulder hurts. Uh, I don't want to lift anything. I don't want to travel. I'm going to beat off and go to bed. Uh, so I feel that, like, some sort of pharmaceutical aid would help me kind of just, like, okay, just get out the door, and if I could temporarily do that, I could get to the place that I would no longer need something like that. I don't know. I really should just go back to a therapist. <laughs> but 
But hey, it's 2019. That's what these podcasts are for. People who should be seeking professional help but are not. And they're just indulging their vanity and ego. I don't know. Yeah, depression. And I don't know, it's, it's annoying also when I think people have no idea of what each other's struggle is. And that's something I've been humbled by, realizing that like for as much pain as I've been in physically and mentally over the past couple of years, I now realize that like anyone who's like a quote-unquote asshole is like probably has a good reason for it. They were either like beaten or raped as a kid or like have chronic pain or like or dealing with like some deep-seated trauma. Most people aren't just like they get up in the morning like, ha, ah, how, how am I going to fuck up everyone's day? It usually comes from someplace, and that doesn't justify it. But if you can at least understand where people are coming from, uh, I think it makes you a little less hopped up to respond to it negatively. Um, so yeah, when I see people now, I'm a little bit more understanding of like their douchebagger. I'm like, all right, all right, you're probably hurting somewhere. Um, but yeah. Sitting at my family's place right now, staring out a window into the Arctic tundra. That is a white sheet. And a wood line, a tree line. Yes, Duval, you have certainly, certainly <laughs> backed yourself into a corner. But it's okay. I got an email yesterday for like a job that was paying me a lot of money that I did not expect. And it's like, ah, I came back in the game. And that's life. And probably contributes to my anxiety having not a steady uh, uh, source of income and job. I mean, I work. I get paid loot. But it ain't always when I need it to be. That was my problem. Like, I spent all summer, like, I got paid for a job, and I was like, well, don't have to work this summer. Uh, <laughs> which is nice, I guess. But it's also unhealthy. Because then I just lay down and beat off. Which is something you're going to hear a lot on this podcast. Anyway, that's my initial sort of foray into uh, depression and anxiety. There's a lot of stuff out there. I, and if, you're, if, if there's any takeaway to this, um, outside of seeing... You know, an expert, a medical professional, which I am not, obviously. Uh, there are some nice little things you can take that are holistic. That you know, I think they're they're mild. You know, none of them are going to be like, "Wow, I'm a thousand times better. Everything's better." Uh, you know, like holy basil, ashwagandha. I think it is uh, magnesium. Um, just go to the health food store and ask them, like, "Hey, I'm a little hopped up. What can like mellow me out?" And they can help, but ultimately it's going to be lifestyle change, I think. You know, I, I, you know, I drank for like 10 years straight, basically. Uh, and I'm like, why does my body feel like not great? Um, but really, the magnesium is the best thing I, I've taken. I found that has been very, it helps me like sleep so easily. It helps me sleep without like deactivating me, you know? It's like there are some things where you have like that weird feeling of like, I'm shutting down, I don't like this. But the magnesium is more just like, you good. Should I take Boost Burn? I just want to see what it's like to like not be so fucking annoyed all the time. Not all, not always like stressed. Huh. All right. Well, I guess this has been good, guys. Uh, this is ouch my thirties. Uh, are you on antidepressants? Are you on anti-anxiety medicines? Uh, what have you dealt? What have you done? If there's a place to comment on the place you're listening to this, comment below. Or email me. Send me a PM if this is on Facebook or something. All right, guys. Feel better. Enjoy.